What's good, everyone? You're listening to WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh. We are a student-run nonprofit radio station based out of North Carolina State University. I'm Plover, and this is Off the Record. Here with me today is Lowell from Tongues of Fire. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? Doing great, thanks. Uh, how's, your, how's your day been going? It's been good. Uh, just been working uh, on a local show we got tonight. Uh, where's that at? Uh, it's in Asheville. We're playing with uh, Pitches of Vernon. Nice. Um, well, uh, who exactly are you? What exactly is uh, Tongues of Fire? And uh, where, where are you from? You mentioned Nashville. Um, that... Yeah. Uh, I, I'm Lowell. I'm in Tongues of Fire. We're like, a, I guess, a post-punk band. That's what you want to call us. Uh, we're out of, yeah. We're out of Asheville. We've been around for like a while, since like 2016. That is a while. Yeah. I know, you know, I wrote an album over pandemic, like a ton of people, and we've just been trying to get out and play. That's the big thing. Just since we couldn't play for so long. For sure. Um, so how exactly did you kind of start uh, making music and getting into, I guess, like the the foundations for um, Tongues of Fire? Um, I know I always like played music, but it, it was actually kind of through Pitches of Vernon that... I realized I wanted to be part of like the DIY scene and like tour because I didn't know too much about it. I came from like a small town and there's, I don't know, like classic rock cover bands and stuff. And, you know, they, they play the bar and grill and it wasn't anything that interested me too much. And then I went to college and started going to house parties. And in like 2016, 2017, uh, Pictures of Vernon was doing a lot of stuff around town and doing things like touring down the South by Southwest and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, like you can do that. I just did. I didn't even know. It's crazy. Uh, who are pitches of Vernon exactly? I don't know if I, I know that group. Uh, they're a Midwest emo band. They're pretty cool. Uh, I know. So they did a lot of stuff around, you know, 2016, 2017, 2018. And then uh, the drummer actually joined Prince Daddy and the Hyena. Just like oh, a pop yeah. punk band, yeah. And I know uh, the guitarist Paige is in Safe Face now. So they, they went to be on like a part of some really cool projects, and they kind of do pictures of Vernon, like when the stars align and like everything works out. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I love the cross pollination between all the all the different groups. Um, uh, what instruments do you play exactly, or uh, in in your band? I guess I play guitar and sing. Nice. Um, and where exactly did uh, the name Tongues of Fire from come from? I know, it, it, is it like a biblical reference? Yeah, I mean, I, I just thought it sounded cool. There's no real like <laughs> meaning behind the name or anything. I heard it in the Bible and thought it sounded cool. And our, our band has nothing to do with the Bible at all. <laughs> like, so, uh, yeah. so this isn't a Christian rock uh, project? No, <laughs> <Okay>. unfortunately. <laughs> we just switch foot. Um, so yeah, you mentioned you were a post-punk band. Now I know you on, on Bandcamp you have a lot of other tags and kind of there's a lot of labels that I guess you could throw out to that kind of um area of music. So how exactly would you I guess describe like the the sort of sound that you're you're putting out there? It's interesting, you know, like it's a good thing I think to find a genre that fits your music so people know what the, it sounds like. But there's just a lot of the genres we fall into. There's just like so many different. Uh, facets to him which I love 
it's just uh, yeah it's kind of hard to work with sometimes like post-punk like there's there's bands like idols and stuff and then there's also the cure you know or whatever and then even like we're going into post-hardcore maybe and there's like fugazi and the fall of troy you know and then there's just like other like kind of just basically metalcore bands that are they call themselves post-hardcore it's definitely a wide was that it's just like emo too there's like different waves of emo but i guess we'd be like somewhere between post-punk post-hardcore and garage rock you know okay very like 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 you mentioned the diy scene kind of leaning into like Mm -hmm. a a more like lo-fi kind of sound yeah i I mean i think the the beauty of diy is that you can do it yourself so sometimes you record it yourself you know and there's not as much of a uh emphasis on having a polished sound that's perfect you know mm-hmm. like i know pictures of vernon they did their first ep when they were in high school uh like on in their drummer's basement you know and that like got them their like first like bit of traction love to hear that um yeah i, I actually uh, i interviewed um secret shame last week yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, Asheville post-punk scene. They kind of meant they, uh, we kind of talked a bit about the Asheville local scene. They mentioned there were a lot of punk bands, but like not a lot of post-punk bands. Uh, do you have any yeah. insight on that kind of lane? Yeah, I mean, I'd say Secret Shame is like one of the only other post-punk bands in Asheville, and they're on just like another uh, side of the post-punk spectrum too. But yeah, there's lots of I don't know, like kind of uh, like bad religion type punk bands in Asheville. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. It's it's not really uh, it's not really our scene or anything we resonate with too much. So we have to get creative and just kind of play with different kinds of bands. Yeah. Uh, why do you think there's so many more of like a bad religion esque uh, bands in Asheville than than kind of your sound? I think uh, Asheville has become a lot of a a very touristy town. So there's I don't know. There's there's not too many people that. Uh, like there is it's not too i'd say uh profitable to be in Asheville and not be in like cover bands and like grateful dead jam bands and stuff so you have to do it because you really like it and then there's just like yeah lots of like older people in Asheville. so there's not as many like i don't know young people that are like trying to do like serious uh bands that are like out of Asheville. Well, uh, older people do love their punk music. Yeah, that's very true. Um, yeah, like uh, Wednesdays from Asheville too. Yes, yes. Well, well, we we love Wednesday here at uh, at WJNC. Um. Uh. So you you mentioned you recorded an album over the pandemic. Was uh? Are you referring to Burn My Body Clean here? Is that yeah yeah nice nice. Uh, uh. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about like kind of what that record was? Uh, was it like a born of the pandemic? Kind of it it it, uh, it started out with uh, my my mom actually dying of cancer and going through like a big like isolation kind of period, and I started writing songs about that. And I was like, oh wow, these songs are a lot more relatable now too, just because everybody's being isolated right now. So I was like uh, isolating like because uh, of myself, and then just like the whole world ended up being isolated because of outside forces yeah that's a very sad but very weird coincidence there i know um, right? 
uh, 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 does that kind of represent like a, a change, like how, how I guess is um, Tongues of Fire kind of evolved into that as a sort of a continuation of your original kind of very rootsy sound or is it, is it anything different? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was a, a bit of a metamorphosis in a, a few different ways. Because I know when I started the band in like 2016, I was like, oh, we want to be a garage rock band. And then just like looking into the scene and like the people around it and stuff. And I'm like, I don't I don't uh, want to be associated with these people for the most part or like work with that. So I was working on changing the sound. That's also when the whole like Burger Records thing came out. That there was just like a ton of people that were like abusing like underage girls and stuff like that. And just like a whole like cover up culture. And I, I was very glad that like, you know, I I distanced myself from all that. And just like just yeah, just music evolves and you want to become a better band over time, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, how did you pick uh, your, your singles, especially Room was one of your more prominent tracks? How did that like kind of move to the forefront of your your record? Uh, I think Room's kind of like. uh really uh representative of the whole uh, idea of how the album just became more relatable because i just kind of figured out how to take what i was feeling and then like other people were feeling that and then we also took a a video of like our our first show uh when like the cdc guidelines were lifted and it was like safe to play venue shows again and stuff so we made a music video just like people going uh, off to our music live and just kind of just like put that together because I thought it would just resonate with people and work. Yeah, that, that definitely must have been cathartic for sure after after all that time locked in. Absolutely. Yeah, music's like super cathartic in a ton of ways for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you, uh, I kind of tying into sort of the pandemic era product, uh, performances, you, you, you have a, um, a release out on Bandcamp called Live from a Parking Lot, which I understand was recorded during the pandemic and sort of the, I guess, a more socially distanced performance. Uh, yeah. Do you have any, can you tell us kind of about that performance? Uh, just talking about how, you know, music is cathartic for me and the people I play with, you know, we're just like, we really want to play music, you know, and, and it wasn't, and it wasn't safe to, to play music at that time in front of real people. So um, I just wanted to at least have some kind of content or something to put out. So we just played in a parking lot and got it recorded and just videoed really well. I just found like the best people I knew. I was like, let's make something that's cool and like has quality and like debut a new song. Like uh, we've been working on a new song and just like, like blasted through a set. Awesome. Yeah, that 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 sounds very like so some of the more raw content you could possibly put out, which is which is really cool. Um uh do you have a, a favorite show you played, either since the um pandemic has lifted a bit or just kind of in general in, in your career? I mean the, the show for the room music video was great. It was it was cool because yeah, we'd not really we played a we played an outdoor show like at our drummer's house. And that was like the first one we did, like after like the CDC guidelines were like telling us it was good to just do stuff. And then they're like, 
okay, like, uh, no masks and you can gather as many people as you want indoors. I was like, okay. I mean, if the CDC says we, CDC says we can do it, let's do it. And like, we had some really good bands on that show and it was at like a really solid venue and just people went, people went crazy and it was super fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, what venue was it exactly? It was, it was the Grey Eagle. Sorry, yeah, I, I don't know if I know that one. That, that sounds really cool. It's cool. It's like, uh, I think it's a 450 cap venue. I used to work there for a while too. I run sound. Nice, nice. Um, uh, uh, until recently, you were planning on um, playing at Ruby Deluxe. Uh, is, is that a cool venue that you like? Um, I actually don't know too much about Ruby Deluxe. <laughs> I know I'm friends with this guy, um, Tom, who's in Core Deluxe in Zach, mm -hmm. Mexico. And we were planning to like meet up at the show. He said yeah. some pretty cool things about Ruby Deluxe. I think it's like a, a queer club, which is cool too. Yeah, it's, it sounded like it would have been a really fun time. Yeah, it, it's like I I really wish I get in, but it's it's like only a twenty one plus, of course, for for all the shows. Um, uh -huh. Very close to, to that. Yeah, I I hate when there's res restrictions on who can come to shows. I I think some of our best shows have been just kind of like all ages. We played in San Antonio at a vegan cafe. That's awesome. Also sober, so it was like a, the outside of a sober vegan cafe, and it was one of our. It was, it was probably one of my favorite shows because mm -hmm. like a ton of kids just showed up, and it was just outside, no stage, like just like a really raw show, and I like crowd surfed off the roof. And just everybody's just super into it. I just love stuff like that. Where it's just like not about substances, it's not about like anything else, but just music. Yeah, because if the if the music's good, you you should be able to appreciate that no matter what you're on. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. We're not a straight edge band. Though. Like, I don't yeah. care if anybody yeah. does anything. I just don't like a you know culture where it's not about anything else. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. So, have y'all have like played like house shows and stuff? Kind of that that kind of scene. Yeah, plenty. We have a booking agent now, so it's started to kind of be a, a bit of a hybrid thing. But I, I don't think I ever want to stop playing house shows. I think the ideal situation, you know, is we get like good venue shows with guarantees and stuff. We get taken care of. And if something drops, or there's like a, a gap or anything like that. Like we will gladly do a house show. Just like that. I love the energy of just like small DIY house shows and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um did, uh, how do y'all like record your music then? Is it like kind of like a home recording, like DIY thing like that, or do y'all like do y'all have a, a local right recording studio you go to? Uh, we actually have a producer in Atlanta that we go nice. to. I just I looked at uh, you know records that I really loved and found a guy named Dan, who just like had a has a garage studio down in uh, Atlanta, and he's uh, he did burn my body clean and uh, our latest singles that we've put out and stuff it's just cool to work with somebody who really like understands the genre and can also pick up stuff that you can't have that like impartial ear yeah for sure like uh, uh obviously for you know recording diy is a really cool part a really big mm -hmm. part of that but also i guess like the the mixing and mastering is is such a a big part so I'm, that's interesting to like kind of mixing those two like i guess philosophies together 
Yeah, because it's you know our, our the album's not hi-fi. I don't think by any means, but it uh, it's dynamic and it hits really hard, you know. And that's what I really wanted to shoot for. Like we we still recorded it like live together in a room, so it has the the qualities I like in lower fi recordings. You know, we didn't like program drums or use triggers or anything like that. But we just like did it together to a click track, you know. So it, we had like we had it really tight, and we we're able to edit it how we wanted to. But we still had like a lot of the aspects that we still enjoyed about DIY recordings. Nice, that's a really cool fusion. Um, so do y'all have any like plans for upcoming music, or is it just mostly like pushing the record right now? Uh, yeah. So we did a we did a, a split with Venus Twins, who are and Teen Mortgage, who are like two bands that we really enjoy that are in the area. And uh, one of the songs for this split, we plan to um, make into like a single with a music video and put that out. And we got a lot of new music. We're just trying to kind of just <laughs> get to a, a little uh, like uh, point of just peace for a second so we can like work on the songs and get things together. I know we got we got a lot of shows coming up. Like we had we had that that tour that we were supposed to come with y'all that got canceled. But you know, we have another tour right after that. We have a show in Atlanta. And then we're actually we're actually playing with ceremony and gel locally uh next month, November seventh. So we just got lots of stuff that we we're basically just trying to get through this month and get all this stuff out of the way, which is like it's not like we dread it, but it's just it's a lot of work. So yeah, we get just, through that, and then we're probably going to work on new material. Yeah, just out here suffering from success, just <laughs> too popular. Yeah, it's a problem. Um, uh, so what's like the next show you have planned? And I, I guess like the second like tour you're, you're on. So tonight, yeah, we're playing Asheville, <laughs> and then um, we're popping down to. Let me check my shows. We're playing Charlotte. I know. Um, the 20th at Bart Smart. Then we're going down up to Boone and playing Lilies. And then the 22nd, we're playing Atlanta. And also the 14th, we're hoping for a uh, thousand band Fawny, who's like a, 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 a pretty prominent rapper in Atlanta, which will be very interesting. Nice. That's a good little fusion there. Uh, like that. Just kind of skip it around the Southeast right now. Mm-hmm. It's cool because, um, you know, we've done like month long, like almost full U.S. tours and just kind of just popping around throughout the state is a nice, just like low pressure way to just keep around, keep a presence up and have fun. Yeah. Uh, where Southeast, like where else where were you like touring around? Uh, were we? Yeah. Yeah. Like in like previous stories you mentioned. Uh, I know we go to South by Southwest like every year. So we'd go to up to, down to Texas and then find some way to go back. Last time, last March, we uh, went down to Texas and then just like hit the Midwest pretty hard, and then went to like New York and went down from there too. We've uh, never been to the West Coast though. We uh, we want to, but it's just such a long drive. You're really deep into it when you're in the West Coast. Yeah, that that that'd be a dream, but. I mean, it's really cool you hit the Mass Blast, you know, got to put the Midwest in Midwest emo. Um, I know. Very important. Uh, I was, let's see, I was checking out your band, band campaign, and I, I noticed you used to sell hot sauce at some point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that looked really cool. 
very on brand i feel like oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the name uh, lends itself to it that's right yeah very, uh, very sort of diy uh, uh aesthetic creation there yeah i i i love it when artists kind of do like not exactly the regular merch but but something to, to, to remember them by yeah you gotta stand out i mean uh just like everything is so saturated right now with the internet because the the diy is a wonderful thing but it, it also yeah doesn't i wouldn't say lowers the bar but makes it accessible to everyone so anybody can put a recording on the internet you know which creates some amazing stuff it just makes it hard to get uh seen sometimes yeah this have you noticed like kind of like a I guess like a less coherent scene or like harder to describe like regional scenes. Is it is more like a, I guess, homogeneity there? Yeah. I mean, it just, it depends on the, the genre. I feel like, you know, like, I feel like, uh, you know, probably, probably rap is more like terminally online than like uh, hardcore punk or something like that. And it, it's like become more about, uh, like niche genres and stuff like that. Yeah, also being, I feel like there's there's still like a, a regional sound for music even in the digital age. For sure, and, and I know I noticed I interviewed someone who talked about like sort of the like I guess uh, more electronic side of, of DIY, and that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Like, because a lot of those artists just didn't have local scenes at all, and like that kind of the internet became their local scene in a way, which was really nice. Yeah, I know we've gotten to the point actually where uh, more people listen to us in different cities than our own, which is interesting. I guess this is kind of like the process of coming from a local band to a more regional band. Because like, you know, there's st we still have plenty of people listen to us in Asheville, but like our, uh, our Spotify, like similar artists, like went from other local bands to like uh, bands throughout the, country that sound like, like us which is cool I, I feel like it's an interesting change to go through nice yeah it's like more like representative of like who you are rather than like the person down the road yeah like that yeah because you know like I, I love i love making friends and like the personal connections i make on uh the road and everything but i don't want it to just be about personal connections you know i wouldn't want somebody to only listen to my music because we're friends <laughs> Mm -hmm. for people listening to our music because it sounds like something that they like and they don't know me at all it's just really really just amazing to think about definitely um let's see so the, of course there's a lot of uh, Asheville talk uh, I'm definitely planning on visiting to Asheville pretty soon uh, what are some good like things to do to check out because I understand a lot of people say that Asheville is kind of a very touristy or more visiting city now yeah definitely um there's some awesome stuff to do i'd recommend uh west asheville mm -hmm. like the area uh, around the double crown has a lot of just lots of like cool like local stuff going on i really i really like uh battle cat coffee there's lots of good food on that side of town um if you want to go hiking lots of stuff there then, like, uh, on the touristy side of things, like, the Biltmore House is pretty cool to visit. Mm -hmm. Just checking out a gigantic house is always fun. And then the, there's a free spot. I, I actually ran sound there, the Carl Sandberg Memorial House. He was, like, an author. Mm -hmm. It was, like, his childhood house. 
and it's got like a goat farm and it's just like a really pretty area it's very like uh western north carolina so if you yeah if you wanted to go from like the flatlands to the mountains and really check out like the the nature around the mountains you go there it'd be pretty sick yeah yeah um that, that sounds really cool and like because because astral i i understand is very like kind of uh, mountainous um out mm-hmm. there area is is there like does music ever kind of like spill out into the like surroundings is there ever like a uh like a wood like bonfire type of show um there's a pretty solid house show scene in Nashville. Mm-hmm. i know i've i've actually yeah I, i've been to and i've worked a, a few shows too at like this kind of commune place like 20 minutes outside of town called the the fallout art center that's been pretty cool because yeah it's like out kind of in the wilderness mm-hmm. it's actually in the so they it used to be a school the area and the school burnt down and they have mm-hmm. like a stage in the in the burnt out uh basement of the school it almost looks like uh like an old ant like a like an ancient amphitheater kind of place wow. just like the ruins of a burnt out school it's pretty sick that's crazy yeah i definitely want to check out some of the more like i guess underground haunts so that is pretty underground so yeah that's that's definitely worth yeah there's there's really not like nice connected house show scene too i feel like that's some of the strongest parts of the Asheville scene are just like really fun just like college house shows sure so, yeah that that's where a lot of the i guess the new kind of stuff kind of like bubbles up from like yeah th- those are where like the punk bands that i really enjoy come out of too because there's there's like a, a couple of punk scenes. It's like the it's like dudes like in their like 30s or something. They're doing like the bad religion stuff, which is fine. You know, it's just not really my thing. And then there's yeah, just like uh, like people in college and stuff doing uh, like weird punk bands and uh, stuff like that at house shows. And just like house shows are just a fun energy. Yeah. Um. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I think we had a lot, a lot of stuff here. Yeah, we had a lot of stuff. Um, not really, not anything I can think of. Nice, nice. Um, do, do you want to let people know uh, where to find your music or like social media or anything like that? Yeah, it'd be like, uh, so we're Tongues of Fire. You can find us on Spotify. We have a YouTube channel. We uh, just keep up with the Instagram mostly. We like to... Um, s post i don't know if i can say bad words on the <laughs> we, we post stupid memes and stuff and just like it's the best place to keep up with what we're actually doing nice uh, is that just like at like tongues of fire uh yeah it's just tongues of fire on instagram it should come up pretty pretty easy nice. that's the easiest way to find us <laughs> if you look up tongues of fire on youtube you get a ton of religious stuff unfortunately mm-hmm Gotcha. It's hard yeah, well, to compete with Jesus in the the algorithm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of money in that for sure. Oh no, no money in punk. No, no. Um, well, yeah. Thank you so much for for talking with me. This was, uh, this was a good time. For sure. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll do a quick outro real quick, and then we'll be good to go. Um, I appreciate y'all for tuning in, and you can check out all the interviews I and everyone here does at wknc.org slash podcast and click on Off the Record. I'm DJ Plover, and I've been here with Lowell from Tongues of Fire on WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh.